When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Now tune into the motherfucking greatest, DJ Cumberbund. Turn the music up in the headphones. Tell me to go and brush your shoulder off, nigga. I got you. Uh, yeah. If you feeling like a pimp, nigga, go and brush your shoulders off. Ladies is pimps too. Go and brush your shoulders off. Niggas is crazy, baby. Don't forget that boy told you, kid. Dad, turn up your shoulders. I'm probably yo with the yard. Probably be locked by the force. Trying to hustle some things. That go with the brush. Feeling no remorse. Feeling like my hand was forced. Middle finger to the law, nigga. Grip him a ball. From the bleachers, they screaming. All the ballers is bouncing. They like the way I be leaning. All the rappers be hating. Off the track that I'm making. But all the hustles, they love it just to see one of us making. In the kitchen with soda, I just whipped up a watch, trying to get me a rover, trying to stretch out the coca like a wrestler, yes sir, keep the heck of a close, you know the smokers are Tesha, but like, boss, bitch, of course, FC on the sleeve, at the 4040 club, ESPN on the screen, play the grip for the jeans, plus the slippers is clean, no chrome on the wheels, I'm a blonder for real.
up, nigga, gone, brush your shoulders off. Ladies is pimps too, gone, brush your shoulders off. Niggas is crazy, baby, don't forget that boy told you, get that. Turn up your shoulders, you got a kid, get that. Turn up your shoulders, you got a kid, get that. Turn up your shoulders. It's about tribe, it's about power. We stay hungry, we devour. Put in the work, put in the hours, and take what's ours. Like it's a morning in my veins, my culture bringing with strange. I change the game, so what's my motherfucking name? Though. Desecration, defamation. If you wanna bring it to the masses, face to face, now we escalating. When I have to put loose ass, it's me and on ya. Like a dream when I'm rumbling, you're gonna scream, mama. So bring drama to the king, brahma. Then what? To an extreme mana. Back in the building, Brooklyn, we back on the map. Me and my beautiful bitch in the back of the back. I'm the realest to run it. I just happen to rap. I ain't gotta clap, rat. I'm niggas scared of that black. You got a part in chain. We're selling out the garden in the day. I'm like a young Marvin in his hay. Dirt shoulders, folks. Yes, indeed. What is up? It is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. Welcome to your Friday episode, folks. It has taken a lot to get to this Friday episode. We had, if you're keeping score at home, we had a little bit of hiccup in production this week, and I'll and I'll get into that. And uh, I just want to excuse right off the top if you hear me breathing a little heavier than usual. If I sometimes do not make sense, if uh, there's there could be an array of issues that you might have to deal with as a listener today. So bear with me. I'm going to tell you what happened. And I know my Patreon subscribers already, I, I sent them a message today and they got a they got a picture of my weird looking ass. Uh, my face exploded like a like a like a one of the clumps from Nutty Professor. I keep you because it literally my face looked like prosthetic like you know you see those movies and you're like oh they did prosthetic makeup that's so fake and then my face turned into that and then I felt bad for making fun of the nutty professor at any point because I realized people's faces can look like that after what happened to me how are you guys by the way are you good I miss I missed you this week believe me you guys know when I I can't record or so it's very frustrating for me and just a, a scant five months ago I think in September is when I had, when I got, uh, remember when I went to Nashville like an idiot and then I got strep throat and then I got thrush, which only babies get thrush because I had a reaction to antibiotics. So you think that, that that was bad. And then this happens again. So basically I'm going to fall up. Like you, there's a good chance. This is why it's so exciting to listen to this podcast. So many reasons. But one of the top reasons is you never know if you're going to hear me die mid-show. <laughs> I think that, that you might... You really, you are in the ground floor of something that you get to watch a guy deteriorate over the, I, by the way, I'm looking at Danny Pellegrino, who's, by the way, his book's coming out. You got to get that. Um, I've seen him taking pain. Did you say that again? Oh, oh, my Apple watch just freaked out. Um, 
Yeah, I got an Apple Watch, whatever. Um, No, but Danny, he's like posting photos where he looks like a fucking model and he's all like in shape and all that. And I'm like, damn it. Got to get in shape. Hey, who wants to train me out there? Is anybody in Los Angeles that wants to train me? We could like promote your business or something. Like, let's get me in. Let's get me in shape for the love of God. Anyway, so this is what happened. Oh, man, I missed you guys. I have not really talked out loud a lot in the last couple of days. Okay, so. You know that I am very vain. <laughs> no, but so I I got a manager, which is great, 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 right? And he was like, "You got to get new headshots," and I was like, "Of course." And then I was like, "How do I lose a billion pounds in two weeks?" And I was like, "Well, I can't." So uh, what if I just dyed my beard? Because my beard is starting to turn like really gray, and so I got a professional beard dye. Like it was, it was. It, I didn't think anything of it. And just to just to tell you the truth, you guys, like 10 years ago, I did used to use beer, uh, Just For Men beard dye. And I was like, I didn't think I was even doing it good, but I never had any kind of reaction. It wasn't that big of a deal. And then I was like, oh, it kind of looks cool, whatever. And and But then I was like, okay, maybe I'll use some light, you know, make it a little more salt and peppery instead of uh, just like jet white or something on this one bottom part. So I did it on Saturday and on Sunday I woke up and it was so itchy, but I was like, that means the beard dye is working. Like it kind of was like, I was like, look, I can see a difference in the beard dye. You guys are already at home going like, what an asshole. What is, what an idiot. So I was, and I know you're not going to believe this. I, when there's an itch to scratch, I'm going to scratch that itch. Like that is, that's something you got to know about me. I am going to scratch that itch, damn it. And I scratched it, and I scratched it, and I scratched it. In fact, you can hear on the podcast I did with Sophie on Monday that I even mentioned, hey, I'm scratching away. And then there's a podcast I did with Jamie Stein, Deep Dive with Jamie Stein, that should be out this week, I think I did with him and Taria Ter- uh, Faison uh, from uh, What Else Is Going On podcast, which is awesome. And we did like a two and a half hour podcast. And the whole time, I I even told them, like, I'm just scratching away. Like, I even warned them beforehand. Like, sorry, guys, I'll be scratching during this because of my beard. But like, it's a scratch, right? Like, it's not a big, you know. And then Monday comes around and it's still fucking itchy. And it's still all really scratchy. And then I noticed that my face seems to be getting bigger. And my first thing was like, dude, you really got to lay off the food. Like you, it is really taking a toll and which is still could be true. But then it was just getting like ridiculously big. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And so Tuesday, I think it was, I finally, I was like, I got to go to urgent care because this is crazy. And (laughs) I mean, it was really crazy. And, uh, and like my fate, like I can, I could like shake my head from side to side and like the little fat pocket that had gathered or like the water or whatever, the bad stuff, like at the bottom of my chin, I could like shake it. It'd be like, and it was like heavy in my chin. Um, You guys, you guys have been there, I'm sure. And so I go there and uh, urgent care is really nice. It was the same doctor that diagnosed me with thrush six months ago. And he's like, uh, yeah, man. Uh, you definitely had an allergic reaction, but now you have a staph infection because you scratched your face and you got some kind of bacteria into your face from your hands from scratching it so much. And I'm like, oh my God, I am 
horribly dirty. I uh, was so embarrassed. And I'm like, I, I, I'm like, what do you, I'm like, yeah, man, I scratched my face. He's like, your hands were dirty. Your hands were, I'm like, yeah, of course. Of course. I didn't like, I washed my hands, but I wasn't like, I, I, I wasn't washing them in between scratching my beard. And I wasn't having like, I wasn't like three o'clock. I'll scratch my beard for 30 minutes. No, it was just like all throughout the day. So I gave myself a staph infection. So then my face started oozing. Like it was just like oozing this like brown liquid. And it just made me feel, I felt like job of the hut you guys from return of the jedi that big fat like slug guy and they just said it was all brown he just had looked wet all the time and that's how i felt and so he's like yeah we gotta get you uh get you going here so they gave me like three shots in my butt had to apologize you know like you know i'm like hey uh, you know i just always feel bad for the people that have to give you a shot in the butt you know and so got those shots it was like a steroid and antibiotic and like something for pain and then he put me on antibiotics and this topical cream that is really gross that I have to put on. And But the oozing part was just so gross, so gross. And so – and then yesterday I had to go – today's third. Yesterday I had to go back to get another shot, another steroid shot. But – and it's like the steroid shot was like keeping me up. So I was getting really delirious because I couldn't sleep. So I would like I took notes on Summer House. I took notes on OC, which we'll be doing an OC recap today if I if I can get through this. Um, I was you know watching these. I was watching that damn Yellowstone. That show is the most ridiculous show, and I cannot stop watching it. I made it through the end of the third season. One more season to go, but it is ridiculous, folks. If you've seen Yellowstone, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, I don't even know what to tell you. I mean, try it. It is bizarre. We're talking about like fever dreams. This thing, this guy Rip, this cowboy, wants to go marry this girl, Beth, that's Kevin Costner's daughter. And so he goes, he goes, uh, his mom's dead. His mom's embalmed. He has the uh, funeral guy open up the casket to grab his mom's wedding ring to give to the girl. And they show the corpse. They show, it's like, so it's, it's, I'm going to just do a Yellowstone recap (laughs) season at some point. Oh, also the Tinder swindler on Netflix. Watch that, you guys. It's crazy. This guy's an asshole. You, you, you got to watch it, though. It's a great documentary. So uh, I had to go back yesterday. And then finally, today, it is starting to scab over. Uh, yeah, but it's like it's like if you had the worst dandruff ever on your face. And I'm kind of delirious. And um, but I but like it was hard to talk like because every time I talk it felt like a thousand needles were in your face like it feels like you're getting microdermabrasion or um the uh what's the eastern medicine the acupuncture like I felt like it was just really intense to talk so I just found myself on Instagram or TikTok pretty much the whole time communicating through them and then today's Thursday it's Thursday night right now and I I was like you know what I should rest another day but I really wanted to talk to you guys and what really did it for me, what I really also just, just get everybody. We let's just wash our hands. Let's take a second out. Just go wash our hands, come back, enjoy the rest of the show. Let's just all be, let's know staph infections on our faces. Yeah. By the way, I realized staph infections. I didn't realize that they were like really serious. Like you can get like, it gets into your bloodstream and stuff. And and I'm waiting for this test result back to see if the one I had is MRSA because he said this was very aggressive, but he hasn't called me yet. So I'm hoping it's not MRSA, which um, which would really help me a lot. So uh, anyways, and then I, t- I talked to my buddy Dusty today and I sent him a picture and he was like, 
wow, you really, you really do have a face for podcasting now, don't you? And I'm like, you damn right I do. Um, but really what got me back today was anger. Uh, I am so angry right now, folks. I am so angry and I feel like I got baited into this like we all have. And now I'm just livid at this gentleman named Kanye West. Kanye West, Kanye West, man. And I, I want to talk about this and I, you know, you could skip ahead to the OC recap if you're tired of hearing about Kanye, which I totally get it, man. I totally get it. But he just is such a pompous asshole. And I say that loving his music dearly. I've seen Kanye in concert so many times, but what an asshole. What an asshole, folks. I'm just going to say it. What an asshole. It breaks my heart. It doesn't change his music at all. I still, I was listening to one of his albums uh, yesterday, actually. But what an asshole. What a conceited, conceited man. And, and you would say it's mental health, and I'm very a big proponent of mental health, but he doesn't really want to do anything to help his mental health because he believes his bipolarity, his bipolar diagnosis is a superpower. And in some ways it is, and I totally get that. I mean, I didn't even want to go to therapy at first because I thought it would change who I am. I thought my neuroses is what made me who I am. And that's just dumb as hell. Um, but you can only learn that the hard way. But this man, because he's had so much success, and he really is one of the cockiest people I've ever encountered in pop culture, um, he just continually, you know, you can look at this at so many different angles, and that's why I do like to talk about it just from a pop culture standpoint, is he's trying to finish up this Donda 2 album by February 22nd, 2-22-22, produced by Future. And he's in the studio every night. He seems like he's going 24 hours a day, which usually that's not wise. And and by the way, we saw three days after fathering a new child with Kylie Jenner, Travis Scott was in the club with Drake and Kanye, which by the way, I guess Travis isn't really a hands-on dad, if that's what we're, we're calling them, because he had to go out to the club with Kanye, which by the way, that paid off today because Kanye went to bat for Travis in a major way against none other than Billie Eilish. Of course, of course, a female. Kanye really doesn't seem to enjoy uh, young female artists, you know, like he, Taylor Swift, we had that whole situation a long time ago. He, this is a man that learns nothing from his mistakes, but it's fascinating because he keeps, um, it's, it's, he keeps succeeding by a, a lot of measures. Uh, if you measure success by money, but remember, and my buddy, Richie Keen always told me this is that you will always be successful in life or you'll always get your shot. But you got to remember it's going to be potentially by sacrificing something else. And at that moment in time, he was a very successful uh, movie and TV director, but he hadn't found love yet. He hadn't have a family yet. And I'm happy to say he does now have all of those things. But at the time, he said, I have all this. I worked so hard for this. But it potentially was sacrificing all of that. And Kanye is a billionaire, right? He's going to probably be a, a multi-billionaire at some point. And once you're kind of rolling on that kind of money, I, I don't foresee that going away. But you see that he's not really there to be uh, a husband in the way that Kim wanted. And by the way, it skeeves me out to no end to stand up for Kim Kardashian. Like, I, I seriously gross myself out standing up for her. But I'm trying to look at things in a certain logical uh 
in a certain logical framework, you know, I know uh, she's completely affected as well and a billionaire in her own right. But if you're looking and I did watch all of Keeping Up with the Kardashians um, last season, so you didn't have to. And I did recaps of all of them. And in the last episode, she said, you know, it's time that she wants something normal. She wants to be able to binge watch a TV show with somebody. She wants to stop moving from state to state because that time, that, that time, that's what Kanye was doing. And you can, by that stretch of the imagination, you can see like somebody where Pete really slid in there at the right moment. I don't think Pete was gunning for Kim, but it kind of was what Kim wanted. Something normal, something average, something that made her laugh. Um, uh, So Kanye isn't getting back together with Kim. And I just got so frustrated this week with all the Instagram posts because here is a somebody that's saying North can't be on TikTok. North can't be. How dare? Uh, this is my first divorce. LOL. So tell me how I'm supposed to deal with this. He's got people like Candace Owens sticking up for him. And it's everybody wants something, right? If you stand up for somebody in a pop cultural landscape, that means you're trying to get some juice. So all these people standing up for Kanye are just trying to get a little bit of that shine, a little bit of that heat. And remember Kanye's tactic always, and he learned this, I think, from the the Kardashians, is was to be in the news cycle 24-7. Do you notice how he's in the news cycle every day now? Because that's what he does. He does something so bizarre so you could say, okay, this is potentially mental illness, This or this is just pretend, just him being an asshole, or this is him uh, being very aware and keeping himself in the news cycle. So he's going to do this up until, you know, February 22nd when the album comes out, if the album comes out. So we're going to have to see and hear this shit every day. And it seems like he dumped Twitter and now Instagram is his favorite, which it just sucks that I really like Instagram and it really makes it an angry place for me now. But it's this whole God complex, this whole I am king and you shall apologize. And I'll read what he did today with Billie Eilish. But it's this whole putting us as the middleman, getting us involved. You know, I've had problems in my life and I try to be honest with you guys for the most part on here about them. But you'll rarely see me on Instagram going, I'm upset about my divorce and I must be apologized to until then I will not be podcasting any longer until I get divorces for uh, until, I, until I get apologies from X, Y, and Z. Like, wouldn't you just in the little, maybe that you know me, or if you know me a lot by now go, what an asshole, what is wrong with that dude? That's so creepy. Why would he like put that out to the public? And that's what Kanye's doing. And it's really, really, really gross when you have so much. Now, the other thing we always hear from Kanye, right, is he is a self-proclaimed genius. And the the, the sad thing is he wouldn't even really have to self-proclaim it because we would have told him in music, genius, right? I, I, um, in terms of streetwear and shoes, I guess there's a genius design designer in there, right? You know, um, a lot of genius there. A lot of genius there, but it's the self-proclamation, you know, it's the self like I am the greatest. Now, we know that that's, you know, through pop culture, we've had many people, uh, you know, from Muhammad Ali to uh, I'm trying to think of some other really I'm blanking, but there's been so many amazing people throughout the ages that have just flat out said that they were a genius and we have social media now. So it's very different than somewhere uh, back in the old days, you know, you never hear, heard Michelangelo Michelangelo going, "Yo, I am the shit." Do you see I can do pretty much anything and it is truly truly amazing. I always think there's something magical in art where you come across it 
And you get to decide what it means for you and to you before somebody tells you what it should mean to you and what the artist should mean to you. So I think it's kind of manipulative in a way. And it's just something that's so ridiculous to me because it's just not necessary with Kanye. <laughs> like, it's like, wow, man, like we would have really come to a very similar conclusion. And uh, but that's fine. That's his quote unquote way, whatever. It's just that when you start involving us and using social media in such a destructive way, I mean, isn't this the man that is like so, you know, it's like in just the waste of God, the God, you got to put my family together. No, man, you that's you. God can only do so much. You got to do that, man. I can't imagine that he would be loving this. Like, he's just like, really? Really? You were making all those albums about me, all your Sunday service, and then you're still acting like a pompous asshole? For real? Wow, that's wild. It's almost like I taught you nothing. Um, so I wake up. Uh, today and and as you do, you get really scared that Kanye is going to tweet or Instagram or something. And and by the way, that is just because I am very plugged in, right? I shouldn't be as plugged in as I am, and maybe you guys are not, and you're hearing that for this the first time through me. Which wow, but uh, that's respectable, man. That's good. That means you're living your own life. That means the people uh, in your life that are important are the people around you. But I deal with this stuff all day, every day, and it really fascinates me. Um, because you can really study it. You can really study these things. And there is this curiosity there of how much is this having yes men all around you going, you the best, you are the best, Kanye. Oh my God, you're so right. You're so right. It doesn't seem like he potentially hears no a lot. And for somebody that really wants to be with their children, he doesn't seem to have a very conducive lifestyle to you know, setting himself up to be the greatest father in the world, even though I will say, I do think Kanye probably is an amazing dad when he's there. I really, I'm not, there's nothing I'm saying negative about that, but just the lifestyle is, it's very hard. And I think that is what, um, I mean, the sad thing is those kids, those kids, there's just no way they cannot be affected at this point. Like just made it 800 billion times worse with North this week, North in particular. Um, so anyways, Kanye, uh, seven hours ago, wrote um, a post, and it has a picture of Travis and Billy from this Rap CTV, and it says, Billie Eilish dissed Travis Scott at her concert after she stopped the show to give her fan an inhaler. Quote, I want for the people to be okay before I keep going. Um, so that was the uh, that was the screenshot, right? And then Kanye writes, all capitals, his cap locks is on. He goes, come on, Billy, we love you. Please apologize to Travis and to the families of the people who lost their lives. No one intended this to happen. Trav didn't have any idea of what was happening when he was on stage and was very hurt by what happened. And yes, Trav will be with me at Coachella, but now I need Billy to apologize before I perform. Okay. And a, and a million of you knuckleheads out there like this. Uh, by the way, I see a lot of my listeners like this. I see you guys. I see, I look who likes this stuff. It's wild, which I would love to talk to you guys about what you loved about this because what I see is just another bully tactic. Now, what Billie Eilish did at a concert a couple weeks ago is she did stop it because she did see a fan in need, got the the, the girl, uh, her inhaler, and, and the show picked back up. Everything was good. And by the way, John Mayer performed at the Hollywood Palladium on Wednesday night, um, in a special concert and stopped the show because he saw a fan in distress. 
uh, somebody had passed out. He left the stage for two minutes, made sure the girl was okay, came back out. Everything was fine. Person was fine. Gave a thumbs up on the way out. So great, right? Amazing, right? We're learning. Concerts can be safe. We got to look out for each other, right? But Kanye <laughs> takes this as how <laughs> Kanye takes this personally. Oh, Man, Billy wanted to make sure a fan could breathe during her concert, and Kanye being Kanye took that as a personal attack. We live in one of the stupidest timelines imaginable, you guys. That is so frustrating. Because, first off, if, if, if Billy was throwing shade at Travis, and by the way, of course it'll be picked up as that. But I'm saying, of course you're going to compare it to that because that just happened. But Travis has got to be a man and grow up then. This did happen on his watch. And from all accounts, there is a mountain of evidence, which I've sifted through with other people. We've done shows on this where it seemed like he was very aware. And also, we were very aware that his concerts were kind of dangerous if you look at the past and how he has been. Uh, I think he was even arrested in Chicago for inciting um, violence or inciting mass hysteria at this uh, Lollapalooza concert. But this is not new. This was bound to happen at some point, and he was also responsible at his own music festival. I hate, like, by the way, this has nothing to do with his music, you guys. This is just the facts of it was his music festival, and it was highly understaffed in terms of medical uh, professionals there. Um, nobody will argue that, but we're in this place of lawsuits and all of this stuff, and the Kardashians are involved, but I, not all of it leaves me with this kind of sick stomach because they just had a baby. Why is Travis out of the club with Kanye, which doesn't have to do with this, but you just imagine that they're sitting around getting their feelings hurt by something Billie Eilish did two weeks ago. Listen, I don't fall into the men, women kind of thing, but at the same time, be a man. Like, literally, you, you got your feelings hurt by Billie Eilish for helping her fan? Should Billie Eilish have let that fan, you know what? Fuck you. Let's keep going. Like, what? Come on. And to then threaten to remove yourself from Coachella. Goodbye, Conte. Remove yourself. And that's your whole plan anyways. And that's all. That's why even Coachella's lame and golden voice and all this stuff. Because they plan to bring Travis Scott out during Kanye's set. And all is forgiven. I'm telling you. Because Kanye's telling us how we should feel about this. He's trying to create the culture. And I just don't, I just don't fall in line with that. And I love this man and his music very dearly. And that's why this one hurts. It always hurts. And we've been through this so many times with this man. And, and one of my friends who's actually been on the show, um, uh, before, like one of my first episodes who dearly loves Kanye and came on to talk about Sunday service. And I should have her on again because she has such a great perspective on him, but it's just frustrating. And this isn't the first time artists or musicians have done this kind of thing. Remember back in the day, or you guys, kids, everybody, the Beatles, there was an, I wasn't alive during when the Beatles were popular, but I studied them a lot. And there was a time where John Lennon in an interview said that the Beatles were bigger than God, were bigger than Jesus. And uh, it was taken out of context, but it was also true. It was like, there was a time in America where the Beatles had to stop performing live because they couldn't even hear themselves. They stopped. I believe Shea Stadium was their last concert until the final rooftop concert at the very, very end. But they couldn't even do it. It wasn't worth it. They couldn't hear anymore because it was just, it was mania. But that one comment by John Lennon got people to burn their records. 
It was throw away your Beatles records, throw away, throw away, throw away because of this one thing. Now, John Lennon was really trying to make a point, but in that day and age, that really incited mass hysteria to go against Jesus. But Kanye, you know, he says so many damaging things. It's like this, we get used to it. And you can draw your own comparison to politics and stuff. I don't need to point that out to you. But it does seem to be a PR tactic to just throw as much shit up against the news cycle as possible. And it, we start to desensitize, right? We start to be like, is that normal? I guess that's normal. We see this happen a lot, right? That's normal. And I really beg of everybody, don't get desensitized to this. I'm not telling you to get like physically angry like your boy Ryan is right now. But don't desensitize. Don't make this normal. This isn't normal. This is not how we behave. This is not how we're supposed to be as a society. We got to take the good and we got to realize what's bad. And so much good can come from Kanye West. So much good has come. But also I was thinking about that he's enamored with Steve Jobs, right? He's enamored. Always was Steve Jobs a genius. Steve Jobs was a genius, sure. Created these beautiful things that we use. The iPhone, the iPad, the, the Apple Watch, the the uh, all of the stuff that I use that really helps me out with this job. I use all of this stuff. Really, really, really things that we as a society use. I guess you could make the argument that this hasn't helped society in the long run, but in a lot of ways, it really has helped my my now, you know, but then I was thinking about Kanye about like, you know, what is that? The cosmic bank you put stuff in, you know, you're hoping to put more good out than you put bad because we all put bad out, but you want to leave this world is what I hear. Um, and, and I'm not leaving this world just because of a staph infection, but you want to leave with more good in the bank than bad. But I was also thinking he's left so much good with his music, right? But what else? Like, He's made, he's a billionaire because of the shoes and the fashion. Shoes are great. I, I, I got a pair. I got a pair illegally, but I got a pair. Um, but I couldn't afford those myself. And I was the guy that grew up in Kansas, middle class, that I, I never got the fancy shoes. I never got, I mean, I used, I wrote this piece when I was in college about wanting these Air Jordans so bad. And I got made fun of for having the knockoff. The knockoff Air Jordans, you get to like pay less. And I wanted them so bad. I wanted it to be so, so cool. Like I was the guy that never had the Transformer. I'd have the GoBot, which was like the knockoff brand of Transformers when I was a kid. And that shit stings. But he's made all this money by the culture of, of creating something that is cool. But does it really help us? His music helps us. It's, it's helped me a lot. It makes me feel less lonely. It makes me feel um, happy or sad. There's real beauty in that. And maybe I just don't know enough about clothing, which, of course, would not be surprising to you guys. But I don't know if it's really good that you're putting out in the world or the way you're making these billions of dollars. It's just all... I'm just... A little murky on that part of it. And if you just want to go by the numbers, if you want to threaten to pull out of Coachella, pull out of Coachella, man. But you have 11.2 million Instagram followers. That's pretty good, right? 11.2 million. Holy God. Guess how much Billie Eilish has? 100 million followers. So if you want to play that game, I think you're just going to end up looking like an old man out of touch out of the culture. But don't let anybody tell you what cool is. 
Don't let anybody tell you what, what is cool, what is not cool. It's all bullshit. It's all made up. We all want to be cool. We all want to be beautiful, but that is up to each individual. And do not let Kanye, do not let Billy, do not let me tell you what is cool. And by the way, a lot of you guys seem to have it figured out way better than I do anyways. I watch you all the time on my Instagram, and I really love the lives you're leading. I really love the children that you have, the families that are around you. That's like, that's real. Remember that. But this is frustrating to me. And that's why I really did. I get, I got angry and I was like, I got to talk about this. Even if my face does feel like it is being poked with a thousand tiny needles. Um, and I think that I feel like Forrest Gump and that is all I'd like to say about that. I love you, Jaday. Uh, you guys, that was enough of a, I just, I, I, I hope that was okay. I just wanted to get that out. And that was really kind of off the top of my head. So I'm sure I left so many details on the table, but don't worry because he's going to keep doing this for the next two weeks. So we'll have a Kanye watch every day on this show and you'll skip right past it. Cause I'll put a timestamp on there and you'll just know when to pick up for the next segment. But man, man, I'm furious. You guys, I'm furious. I'm furious. This is so dumb. So, so dumb. And I love it because I, I can just always hear if I explain this to my mom or dad, which by the way, we got to talk about parents and technology in a second. If I tell my parents, it'd be like, really? You're, you're upset about this? Okay. Well, we're going to go see your niece and nephew. <laughs> like, like, uh, my, my uncle is visiting, uh, my uncle, David, and he's a great man, and uh, he's very funny. And his daughter Abby and her boyfriend came and stayed with us. I think Thanksgiving. I, I don't know if you saw my Instagram. I probably posted them a bunch. Really great. But all of my parents were, you know, you guys know this, unless you are my parents listening. And if so, I don't mean any of this. It's like they've decided that they will no longer learn any sort of technology. Like they're like, we will stop right here. Like I, the fact that they can even work a DVR player is, is shocking to me. Like, I'm like, whoo, okay, well that's, that's a load off, but everything else, they have no clue what they're doing. Like you guys, I got three separate calls. My dad doesn't really call me that much. Called me three times this week and texting because the guest room TV where uncle David is staying, they couldn't get it to work. So the first time last Sunday, I walked through it and I'm like, how you doing? They're like, well, I'm like, my beard's itchy, but let me walk you, you know, like that. I was laughing. Hey, let's go through this together. And you could hear them getting frustrated with each other. of like, what, what does that say? What is HDMI? What? what? Uh, and I'm just walking them through this. I'm like, okay, okay. And you're just like, wow, the student has become the teacher. Like, this is like, and then you all like, you're like, and then I was like, part of me was just, it just got, I'm such a narcissist that I was like, who the fuck am I going to call when I'm older to walk me through technology? Where the fuck did, what happens? So I walked them through this. It's just getting the TV like working so they can access the, the direct TV or something. And so I do it or you can tell they're immediately happy. And, and there's a sense of relief. Like, okay, we did it. You can watch TV now. Whoo. Okay. And I hate, I just sound like my parents all this. I'm like, do you guys read a book? You could read a book, right? Um, and then, you know, I go to the doctor, I think it was uh, yeah, Tuesday, the first time. And I'm like, my dad texts me like, how you doing? I'm like, uh, not good. Not good. Um, you know, this and this happening. Oh man, that sounds awful. Uh, you know, hey, can I call you? And I'm like, oh. And then I was like, oh no, he wants to talk more about the, uh, the my face. 
And he's like, hey, um, Uncle David can't work the TV again. We're going to, can you walk us through that? And I thought he was joking. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. And somehow the, the fire stick got unplugged and they didn't even think to look if it was plugged in. I mean, what, how, how would you not, I don't, I just, I, I worry for myself. I, I share the same DNA with these people, the genealogy, it's all there. I one day will not be checking if something's plugged in. I was there. Now, you know, when I do these, I just, I, I flip through all of the idiotic things that I've done in my mind. And all I'm doing is like, you gave yourself a staph infection by touching your face so much. And then today my dad checks back in on me, or I thought he's checking back in on me. He's like, good, good. Hey, hey, bud. Uh, any way that you can call, uh, call after 8 p.m. tonight. Uh, Uncle David can't work the TV again. And if you could just do it when I'm gone, because I'll be at uh, helping out at the church. So call during that time. Don't call right now. I don't want to help. <laughs> like He's pretty much saying, like, I don't want to be involved in this. You call after 8. And I'm looking at this, and I'm drowsy. I'm like, what the hell? Like, is this really happening? Like, I feel like I'm being punked or something. And I don't answer it immediately, because I just, I'm like waiting for it to be a joke. And then 20 minutes later, he texts, he goes, hey, hey. Hey, don't worry about that. We, um, uh, the batteries had died in the remote. We're good. We're good. And I'm like, how many fucking times can this happen with the TV? Like, is there, is there, I mean, I feel like at this point, Amazon should just like put like a TV for 60 and up and you just plug it in and do nothing else. Like there should be no remotes. There should be like just voice activated. Like it should, I mean, I'm not all for like computers taking over, but at a certain age, maybe I am maybe like. There should be a setting of like, and also if there's anybody listening out there that are my parents' age, and I know there are, uh, but what, what happens? Like, does the human, do you guys, is it like a, I know how, you know, like the world didn't used to be this way and I was happy. So the world will continue to be this way for the rest of my life. And you'll have to teach me how to use the technology and I will never remember it. Like this all started back when I was, I would try to teach my dad how to make playlists on Apple on uh, iTunes when it was called iTunes. And I would sit there like, teach me how to make a playlist. I'm like, okay, okay. So you, you see this? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he always act all excited. Like he was getting it. I'd be like, he'd be like, okay, so you're going to drag this over here into, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes, oh, that makes a lot. That's really clever. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. You got that dad? Of course. Yes, of course. I'm not an idiot. Jeez. Shit, you not. It'd always be like two weeks later. Hey, bud, if you could just walk me through this playlist again, that would be amazing. I just, uh, couple of steps that I'm a little confused on. And I was just, I, I can't, and then half the time I was like, is he just trying to give me confidence in myself? Like that I can actually walk an adult through something? Because <laughs> I'm like, I, there's no way you don't know this. God, the way I'm ranting right now, I really do need a kid. I really do need, I'd be, I'd be an amazing dad just bitching and moaning. Uh, you guys, are you ready for an OC recap? God, we did 42 minutes. I missed you guys so much. I have a lot to say, obviously. I also took notes on Summer House. So, you know, pay attention to your... This is why it's so important to subscribe, you guys. Because I might be dropping some just episodes this in the next day. Because I have the notes taken. And if my voice holds out and if I... Um, if I, you know, if I'm meant, if I, I'm, I was about to say, if I'm mentally there, which we know that is not the case, but 
It's always good to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts because it will tell you when a new one of my shows appears. Now, my Patreon has been amazing as well, and I put what it was happening to me, and so many people wrote really nice comments. And then um, one uh, comment, which I really got a kick out of, was like, right, most people only release one podcast a week, so you did. You're okay. Like, but I'm sitting here releasing five a week plus Patreon, and and I would love to say that that's for you guys. But it really, this has, and I have one to eight sappy moments a show. This really does give me purpose. This really has given me a different direction in life that's something I really appreciate. You guys have done that for me. So I do want to do this as much as possible because there's so many cool things to talk about in the world. And there's so many cool people to talk to in this world. Uh, and and I, I, I've got a lot to I've got a lot actually banked that I can release. I just wanted to be able to edit it together and put the loops on and not just put out an interview, which would probably be fine as well. But I just get so excited because these are my little shows. These are my, this is what I have control over. And I don't have a lot of control over a lot of things in my life. Neither do you guys. So it's really nice that this is one thing that I can create and be proud of. And um, so it really takes a, uh, an emotional toll on me when I don't, a uh, mental toll on me when I can't do this because I just feel like, oh, I'm failing, which you guys know that's very dangerous for me just in terms of my own mental health because you want to put things in your life that really pump you up. And if you can't do that, it can cause some issues because then I just tend to beat myself up where I'm like, ah, Ryan, you and your health problems, you and your idiotic face pus <laughs> coming out of your shirt. Oh, also, so, okay, so yeah. Uh, so subscribe, right? Uh, please rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but don't just write a bad review to write a bad review to hurt my feelings. You can email me and hurt my feelings that way, or you can DM me and hurt my feelings that way. There's plenty of opportunities to hurt my feelings. If you feel like that's the only way to hurt your feelings, hurt my feelings, I get it. But the sad thing is, eventually I'm going to know your names too, because I know Apple Podcasts will be releasing the information about who gives what review. So I will know, and I just, I don't know, that I just always think there's so much good specific stuff for everybody in the podcasting world for free. Why would you ever bother with something that you don't like? Now, uh, I know you might not agree with something I say. I mean, I know you might get disgusted by a joke. I get it. I, I'm so full of things, but uh, I'm the same way when I would listen to Howard Stern all the time, there would be things that I hated that he did. I'd be like, oh my God, you're such an idiot. But it was like kind of turned into family for me. I'd listen to every day. And uh, so there was so much good that I kind of looked at that and I would just steer away from the stuff that I didn't like. So there's that, that, that supports me. Um, also, so bad it's good merch.com. We made a Euphoria 90210 shirt, Maritza uh, and me, and it's, I'm so happy and proud of it. I ordered my own merchandise this week, and I had to pay for it because I don't get free merchandise. That's not how this works. Uh, we don't make a lot of money on these things, but I just think it's really cool that we did it. And Maditza is such a beautiful artist. Um, so if you want to support, that's another way. Uh, Patreon, of course. Um, gosh, I always feel like I'm asking for so many things. Um, but that is, uh, gosh, I think I'm forgetting something else, but okay, that's okay for now. So I'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back. We're going to do Real Housewives of Orange County. So pour yourself a glass of wine or Chablis or whatever we're drinking these days. If it's castor oil, whatever, 
maybe get a snacky, maybe get into the car for the, the car ride back home from somewhere. And then we'll come back. And we're going to make fun of one of the batshit crazy episodes of Real Housewives of Orange County, which I'm sorry, I am loving, by the way. I am loving. And of course, I do know about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills rumors with Lisa Rinna and Kathy Hilton. We'll be talking about that on another episode. Uh, definitely on Mondays, but I'll probably talk about it before then as well. Um, oh, also my friend, Lauren, the Zen blonde, she has a new podcast called the Zen blonde that you can find. And I think the first episode is dealing with army hammer. She'll probably be on again soon to, uh, to do that, to talk about that. But I'm very proud of her. Um, that's okay. That's I'm like, <laughs> it's going to be like, okay, Ryan, remember to pay your Amazon credit card bill tomorrow. Okay. We got that. Um, remember to shower, put soap in all the crevices. Okay. We got that. Uh, okay guys, we'll be right back. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Guys, we'll be back to the show in just one second, but now is the time for my favorite part of the show when we talk about our sponsors, and we have two great ones today, and I love these two because they kind of fit hand in hand for me. Our first one is my favorite multivitamin company, and that is Ritual. Um... So I primarily, believe it or not, have a female audience. I take the male ritual multivitamin, but I want to tell you a little bit about the female essential multivitamin through ritual. So they say gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. Over 90% of, uh, 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet, and 95% 
are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Now, Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. So it's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. Uh, Ritual doesn't stop there, though. They invest in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results? Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43%, wow, and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. The clinical study was published in leading scientific journal Frontiers in Nutrition. I do not subscribe to that, but uh, it sounds like a great magazine. A published clinical study is a big deal and a serious commitment to a first-of-its-kind standard in the industry. Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project, traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always clear communication. There is no shady stuff, and that is why I feel comfortable telling you about it, because I actually do take this every day, and I like it. It actually, you know what, though? It's, you know, back when I was a kid, I wanted to take those Flintstone, Flintstone vitamins, and I love that I take a Ritual vitamin every day, and I feel like a grown-up. I'm like, I've surpassed Flintstone vitamins, you guys. I am a Ritual vitamin guy now. So this is my call to action with you. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Now, remember what I just said, you can see a change in just three months of doing this. Uh, that's something to definitely worth exploring. So visit ritual.com forward slash so bad and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com forward slash so bad. So that's great. And so that is about our overall health, right? Our, our body. But what about our mind? And this is where that next sponsor comes in. And our next sponsor is our friends at BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show. And this month, we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. I talk to you guys about this on my show so often because this has really turned into a cause that I passionately care about, not just for myself, but for others around me like you guys. Uh, we've been taught that mental health shouldn't be a part of normal life, and that is so, so wrong, you guys. We take care of our bodies with the gym. I, I mean, maybe I don't, but <laughs> the doctor uh, and nutrition, but we should be focusing on our minds just as much. Um this is so personal to me because it's something that at one point when I was younger, I was against. I thought I could fix myself. I thought I didn't need anybody else. I thought I could figure everything out. And the people at BetterHelp or anywhere, they're there because they can help. They want to help. We should be exercising our feelings, our minds, our emotions just as much as our muscles. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. 
So this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and so bad it's good listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash so bad. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash so bad. And I will put that in the show notes as well. And now you guys, back for the remaining portion of our show. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. think the Beach Boys or David Lee Roth thought of Real Housewives of Orange County, California. I'm Fun Shannon. I'm fun. I wear hats and drink tequila. I'm Fun Shannon. I'm Fun Shannon Bedore. <laughs> and Noella, I my dream was to have a pancake where three ladies were on top of you guys. It was such a batshit episode. I loved it this week. I feel like they're really starting to gel in a way that I am annoyed by all of them in the best way ever. I think I've got a little crush on Emily. I really do. And Gina is, what's going on on Gina? How you do? <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot how good I am at this. Like, this is it's what truly is what a calling is. I think this is, a call, this is when God's like, you're so good. Oh, I also, for the Australians out there. I have been working on my Australian accent. I'm like, what's up, guys? How is everybody doing out there? Yeah, I'm lifting tons. I think it's like, it's a little British too, but I think it's in the right direction. But anyways, back to Real Housewives of Orange County. This episode, to me, had it all. I could have been on like heavy antibiotics, which I was. So there's a reason why I might think that. But I don't know. I really, really love this. Now... Last episode, they were in Cabo. They are still in Cabo at the beginning of this episode, which, remember, Heather Dubrow wanted to go out there to buy uh, all of Cabo. Literally, she wanted to buy, like, Terry and I, Terry and I would like to buy Cabo for our kids. We would like to buy the entirety of Cabo. Um, So they're out there on this big cast trip. And by the way, I don't know why this popped in my head, but Lisa Renna, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. The season's coming to a close, and I am ready. You better watch it, Rena. You better watch it. I don't care about your little, little, little things you do in your Instagram stories of like cease and desist. Cease and desist. Oh, we're gonna play this game again. <laughs> I don't care. It is boring to me, girl. I'm gonna wait to see it on the screen. 
And I hope Kathy Hilton did lie to your dumb ass. I hope she did. There's this rumor that Kathy Hilton really did freak out in Aspen. And now that supposedly Kathy Hilton sent a cease and desist to Lisa Rinna to stop, to shut the fuck up about it, which we know Lisa Rinna doesn't do. She's like, I don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> the California law knows I don't. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Kathy, you, Kathy, you fell right into my trap. <laughs> but here's the deal. Kathy Hilton will fucking kill you. Like, I, Kathy Hilton doesn't play around. Like, you are in a different... You are in... You are out of your depth, Donnie. You are out of your depth, Rena. You really are. You have no... You will be in a world of hurt if you mess with Kathy Hilton. Not for me. From Kathy. Rick, Rick will destroy you, man. You want Paris Hilton against you? You want Nikki Hilton to come for you? I'm telling you, Lisa, you better learn to leave this alone. Now, it is going to be so fun to watch this all go down, but let's not spoil it for each other. Let's not, I, everybody's like, my sources, my sources said that this is what happened. Like, we'll find out. But I will say, Lisa does this thing where she likes to tease shit on her Instagram stories. But remember, it's from like a one side. It's like, it's a lot of sound and fury signifying nothing. You know, it's just like a bag of air. Bag of hot air. I don't like a bag of tepid air. Like a bag of media, not even cold or hot air, just like air. You're just like, ugh. It's like like a uh, a lukewarm fart. You're just like, oh my god, what did I walk into? It's like, is that a lukewarm fart or is that Lisa Rinna doing an Instagram story? You just never know. So, I I just I'm very excited, but I just wanted to warn you, Rinna, I am coming. I am coming. I am ready. I'm going to recap the shit out of this. I am we're going to really recap. And the fact that they we saw him do an Erica Jane hair extension party for her hair extension line. What are we what are we what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing as a society? Right? Erica Jane, what are you doing? Like horse hair? Is that really what we're like we're at the point where it's like I've got a lot of interesting, exciting options coming from the show. Um, this one selling virgin hair is very exciting. Uh, $750 a pop. Okay, let's do that one. And Rinna Beauty. Like, Rinna and Beauty. Like, we know it could never be called Rinna Inner Beauty. We know, like, so Rinna, it's like Rinna External Beauty. I don't know what it's like as a makeup line. I don't have a lot of faith in it, though. Um, you guys can tell me if that's good or not. But also, like, is, is Rinna Beauty, is that what people are out there buying? Like I need a, I need a makeup correspondent. I do, you know, um, anyway, so back to OC, this bat shit show, uh, this episode is, uh, let's see, what is this episode called? We are at episode nine. Yes. Episode nine. And it's called runaway husband. Now, if I were a betting man, that, uh, and I'm not, that would mean this has something to do with a husband that runs away. So in my head, I was like, oh my God, does a husband go missing? Uh, we, you know, if anybody, if when I try to run away as a kid, it's very dangerous. So you don't want to do so. I was like, I'm worried about the husband. And really, I didn't know what it really meant until the very end when Ryan, R-Y-N-E, Dr. Jen's husband, ran away rather than talk to old uh, cement leg Dr. Jen, you know, very dramatic end scene. Uh, very interesting. A lot of debate going on about Ryan uh, that he might potentially not be all right in the head, which is fine. We're all following the beat of our own drum, but it really Ryan is a very special part. And the Dr. Jen thing, I get like, I think I support Dr. Jen because I know she's not very liked. Like, I can see that her social media isn't really super, like, blowing up. And I know she came on potentially to help her business. It was already, like, I I really, she's like a hustler in terms of her, she has an actual craft of giving people 
smooth faces, you know, the Botox stuff. And I get that. So I just really sense a lot of trauma, though, in what she's having to reveal just to help her business. And I don't even think it's really helping. Like, I don't feel like her Instagram followers are going up as much as they should. I worry about these things. And I kind of like her. And I, I don't know. I don't, I also think she's super cute. I don't know. I don't, I don't get the Dr. Jen hate. Like it's, it's either that or Noella, who's Noella is literally putting stacks and stacks of vaginas on top of each other. And that's like her dream. That's like, oh my God, you know, goals. You know, oh, that was on my bucket list is putting three women on top of each other for my husband, which we're, we're going to get into that because that is wild. And I don't I still don't even know what it was for. It, it kind of changed like what it was for throughout. And then it one it was for her husband. And at the end, she said it was her dream, which is like I'm, I'm all for people having dreams. I have them. And by the way, I'm a dude. I've 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 slept with actual women and I've never and maybe this makes me vanilla. I've never been like, OK, I got the one woman here really having a good time. But now just go with me here. What if I stacked a woman on top of that woman? I know you're going to call me crazy here, but what if we made like a skyscraper? What if I did another woman on top of that? And all of a sudden I'm like this designer of just designing naked women on top of each other. But that was Noella's dream. Like, where do you even get a dream? Where do you come across a dream like that? Is that like a TikTok video? Was that like a, some kind of, some kind of phase that was going, everybody's like, do the do the vagina pancake challenge. Woo! How many vaginas can you pancake on top of? And by the way, I ruined pancakes for me. I'm not supposed to be eating them anyways, but just ruined. Fl- I just, and not that it was, it looked very, um, it looked very human centipede-ish. You know, it looked very something like I was like, this is, is this fun or is this a horror movie? So many questions. I will say, though, this sweet James, this lawyer helping us out with all of our injuries, he really seems like a potentially disgusting, disgusting man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, could you imagine him helping you out with your wreck? And then he's like, you know, he looks tired. And you're like, what'd you do last night, uh, sweet James? You're like, well, uh, my wife surprised me and she pancaked three women on top of each other and wanted me to uh, do things to their butt areas and uh, I was up pretty late. Do you want to see some pictures? Like he really, I mean, I don't want to kink shame, uh, but come on, some things you can, you can have a healthy, you can help health, healthily, you can healthy, I can healthy kink shame. I can make fun of a vagina pancake. Can I? (laughs) Okay. So this is runaway husband. And we ended last week in Cabo where Noella was like, I got, I got your daughter a game. I, I was so nice to your bisexual daughter. And Heather was like, it was dirty going down on this pussy. Beep, beep, credenza. It was all these disgusting. And it was like, oh my God, oh my God, what is going on? So we knew we were coming back in from that scene last week. And this is how drowsy I was last night, you guys, was that I was like, Emily and Gina and Noella, Noella they took a heat bath. And that's not what they took. They, how am I forgetting the name again? It wasn't a heat bath. I wrote it down later, but it wasn't a heat bath. But I, in my mind, I still, I'm forgetting the vision quest. No, what is it? It's, they're in the like Adobe little thing. I wrote it down, but my mind for some reason has forgotten that word. And, uh, but they, they all sweated and remember Noella dramatically passed out. And then Emily said all of her emotions bubbled up like 20 years of emotions. Then we of course had Dr. Jen in her cement leg, like that's a cement leg moving on the elliptical machine when she was called Ryan, I'm so scared, Ryan. And he's like, okay, babe, it's fine. Yep. 
Okay, we love you. We're good. Like, Ryan just seems like he does not give a shit. Heather DeRoe last week also gave Dr. Jen advice about Ryan, saying, you know, I dealt with this with Terry. You've got to make a plan and stick to it. You've got to fight for this relationship like it's a business. And also, Noella found out last week that she was potentially a pity invite. Which, no shit, Noella. You called this lady a cox. You like you called this lady, like, really bad names. And then you're like, well, you of course you're a pity invite. Like, you even knew Heather didn't like you. Why would you expect to go? I hate when housewives play stupid for sympathy. Like, what? Noella, you are a pity invite. It's what you do with that invite that can get you out of future pity invites. The fact that she was like... Oh, really nice. Really nice. Like, who are you? One time your vagina pancake stacking, and then you're like, oh, boo-hoo. Like, give me a break. You're either tough as leather or you're not. Like, you can't play dumb and stupid. You can't play smart and stupid at the same time. Right, Erica? So we start this episode. It's 11.52 p.m., which I love when they do this on Summer House with the very specific time. Johnny, mark this down. It's 11.52 p.m. Okay, we got it. Okay, this is where we start from. And we start up on that same scene. And Noella's like, I did not know. I'm sorry. And Heather's like, thank you. And Noella goes, are we done? And Heather's like, what? And Dr. Jen says, hey, hey, when dealing with people's kids, you know that hurt her kid, Noella. And Noella goes, it did? And Dr. Jen's like, yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. And then Noella looks across the table at Gina and Emily. And she goes, I've had a day. You guys, I have had a day and I begged you girls to just have my friggin' back tonight. And drunk Shannon, fun Shannon went from drunk Shannon. She's just sitting there. She's like, huh? she was like yelling, like, like, let me talk. Let me talk last week. And then she remembers she just like totally shit the bed. She's like, I think we've got to listen to people and do tequila shots where I put on sombreros. And Shannon's just like quiet. And Emily goes, I never said anything that has, what, what are you talking about? I never did anything. And Gina's like, come on, come on. And Heather is getting up to leave her own damn dinner party. And Heather goes, Noella, we can't keep going on this hamster wheel. And Noella goes, no, it's a give and take. 48 hours ago, I got an invitation to be here, and I'm here. And then I found out the new information that I was a pity invite. And Heather goes, there is no new information. This wasn't a pity invite, Heather says. Now, remember, it really kind of wasn't. It was that Gina asked, hey, I feel bad. Would you Would you mind doing it for me? So it wasn't a pity. It was like, okay, you're right. I'll do that. But it wasn't like, I feel bad. Because Heather doesn't feel bad for Noella. Remember that. Heather did this for Gina. And then Noella's keep... Like, the thing is, Noella just won't lay down. She won't, like, say... She's like, that was like 10 days ago. I offended your daughter by giving her a perverted card game. And I apologized for that. And Noella's tone, you guys, is so wacky. She's like, apologize for that. I go really low and then I go really high. Like, it's such a weird affected voice. It's like, it's like butter that you don't want to be in. You're like, oh, it's butter, stick. It's like, I'm talking to you. I'm trying to be sexy, but also judgmental at the same time. And Heather goes, 
Thank you. We're good. I appreciate it. I do. And Heather leaves. And then we just, Shannon's just sitting there in a sombrero. <laughs> Shannon's sitting there in a, a sombrero, um, which you, you, you got to love. Heather, uh, Shannon's like, Heather, 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 fun Shannon says, wait. Heather in a talking head says, it's always negative when Noella is around. There's always fighting or a problem. I didn't want to be right about this. But I was. And you don't, like, this is like, you know, Heather DeBro does not need something to be right about. Because this really feeds into Heather's cap of I'm right about everything. So now we've given Heather DeBro more strength. Because once again, you got to admit, Heather is right. There always is, Noella is one of those people that there is always a shit show around. We have those own people in our lives, right? And we always want to protect them. We always feel bad for them. But then you realize they are just very destructive people. And you need to get these far fucking away from them as possible. And Noella right now, I don't know if it's right now because I don't know if from before this or in this last, you know, since filming, but maybe it's just the divorce, but she seems like, and then, but then I saw those, the pancake vaginas on top of each other. And I'm like, no, it looks like she's potentially always doing something very dramatic or like off. Like guys, I am crazy. <laughs> you guys, you don't even know. I stack vaginas, you guys. That's how crazy I am. Do you even know anybody as crazy as me? My name's Novella. <laughs> um, Gina in a talking head, uh, Gina, sorry, Gina, not in a talking head, Gina across from Noella goes, you have, you have so much animosity towards me and her right now. And Noella goes, no, I do 100%. And Gina says, she's mad at me that I didn't tell her that about the card game that I knew. And Noella's like, you knew it for a week and you didn't say anything. And she's using that creepy voice again. She's like, you didn't say anything to me. You knew about the card game. Why didn't you say anything? And Gina and uh, Atagonet goes, oh, I'm pissed at Noella because everything I've done is to be supportive. And now she's questioning my friendship. Gina right then says, oh, I'm done. Have a great vacation, Noella. I cared about you and I can't care anymore. You can't drown with everybody. I've learned that in life. You can't fucking drown with everyone. She's such a dick all the time. Such a dick all the time. She's like walking away like tick, 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 tick. You're a dick, Noella, a dick, which I just love. I love Gina's drunken words, but Gina speaks a lot of truth. You can't drown somebody. You can't put yourself on fire to put out the flames of somebody else. I don't think I said that right. Emily says, uh, <laughs> Gina goes, Gina leaves. Emily just looks at Noella and goes, I don't, I didn't know anything about the cards. <laughs> and Noella goes, you had hands up in my face saying, listen, listen to Heather. Emily says, the only thing I said, listen to Heather is to actually see what she's saying, to listen to her. Noella goes, go check on Gina. She says it really to Emily, like, look, like, go, go check on Gina. You go check on Gina. You turkey, turkey sub eating in a sauna, Emily. You go check on her. And Emily, like, clocks it in and is like, oh, okay. You go over the top. Okay, fine. I'll go check on Gina. And now it's just Cement Leg and Noella. Dr. Jen being Cement Leg. And I'm like, and Dr. Jen's just there. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. And, uh, and uh, Noella's like, I'm trying to have a conversation. And uh, no one wants to have it. So Emily goes after Gina. Dr. Jen says, 
what the fuck is going on? And Noella says, the fact that you and I are sitting here is wild. Because Noella famously hates Dr. Jen, and Dr. Jen really doesn't care for Noella as well. But I kind of see it more from Dr. Jen's side. Noella's just a weirdo. She's a weirdo. She's batshit. Dr. Jen and her talking head says, it's my job to really clock women's likes and dislikes. And if I couldn't do that, I wouldn't be good at what I do, which is really kind of a dark thing to say because she makes money off of women's looks, off women's insecurities. So she's basically saying, I can clock what women are upset about on their faces and their bodies. And I really, I can make a lot of money off of that. And uh, I wouldn't be as rich as I am if I didn't know how to do that. Ryan wouldn't be able to eat as much Brussels sprouts as he is if I didn't have that. So they're sitting and I'm like, oh shit, what, what's going to happen here? But Noella, you know, I, Noella's like trying to make a friend all of a sudden. I'm like, it's just you and me. Can you believe it? I guess it's meant to be. And Dr. Jen says, the smart approach with Noella is you can't pile up on her. You have to be focused on what you're saying to her, you know, to get movement forward. It's like talking to a child. And that she really does have a point. Noella is very childlike. It's there's like a little bit of a Michael Jackson quality of like, he, he, we're in Neverland. He, I got, I got a stack of vaginas, vagina pancakes. He, like that is Noella. It's like, he, 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 I'm Noella Jackson. He, he, uh, we cut to Emily out of breath coming into the room to get Gina. She's like, Ugh. and the lights are off and Emily turns on the light. Gina's like drunk in bed and Gina's like, I can't do this anymore. You can tell she's been crying and Emily goes, she attacks everyone. We're on everybody's side. Gina says, Shannon, we get back to the beach. It's 12, 15 AM. Shannon comes back. She's like, we need tequila, tequila, Shannon. Tequila, Tequila Shannon. And Noella goes, oh, Tequila Shannon is on the beach. She's like, time to shake it up and have some fun. Fun, Shannon. She goes, we're making some shots, especially for Noella, because she's having a rough time. So Shannon makes these tequila shots. She's like doing like a lot of space work. She's like, ha, cha-cha-cha, cha-cha-cha. She's got like some barrels on. Shannon's like, here you go. It's a microdose tequila. And Dr. Jen's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Microsoft. Emily comes back down at 1231 because she's like, I left my purse with my phone down here. And they're like, where's Gina? And she's like, Gina won't come down. And Shannon said, did I come down to hang out with my tequila friends? And Emily is in a seat and she falls back entirely in her chair. Didn't Emily fall back entirely in her chair at the end of last season too? Um, so she falls back entirely in her chair and she's laying there in the sun and Shannon then just walks over and falls on top of her. And it's, it's, I, this is where I was like, I think I might be on too many antibiotics. So I was like, this is kind of fun. I kind of like enjoy this. Like I usually don't enjoy Shannon flailing around on the ladies, but I kind of like this. And last episode we had them flailing around on the, uh, little, little swing, um, the hammock. So this is another version of that. And I kind of dig, it. I'm like, yeah, LOL. Shannon's fucked. She's just running into Emily. who's just laying in the sand, making sand angels. Um, Shannon's like, let me pet you down. Let me pet you down. <laughs> and Dr. Jen says, I, uh, I won't roll around in the sand. I won't, I haven't done that since the early nineties. So I'm going to walk away. And you hear just cement leg, like <laughs> her moving her leg. <laughs> Uh, Shannon puts all the sombreros on. Shannon is in full carrot top mode right now. She is like prop comedy goddess. And then 
she uh, she rides the pinata donkey, and then Emily's like, "I'm gonna take this pinata donkey with me." We see Emily's whole ass because she really is just rolling around. So we see her ass because her um, her skirt lifts up, and Noella is cracking up. She's like, "I just peed myself. I just really peed myself." Which you guys know, I've learned my journey with learning about the pelvic floor has been such a one, it's such a wonderful one on this podcast. So I realized that when you laugh as a lady, the pelvic floor, if it's not strong, you will, you will leak sometimes, and that's okay. That's not we shouldn't be ashamed of our bodies and what it does. But sometimes I feel like Noella might be forcing the pee out just to you know be wild. Shannon at this point has six sombreros on. Her boob is out at this point. Um, yeah, so that's great. We end that scene. We, uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, it was sweat lodge, sweat lodge. It was not heat tent. Sweat lodge is what they were in. Uh, we're back on, uh, American soil. Now you guys, Emily is, uh, with Shane and she's like, I cried in the sweat lodge, Shane. And Shane was like, well, was it meant to be like that? And she's like, I think so. And you can tell Shane was just have no interest at all. We cut to Gina talking to her dude, Travis, her boyfriend. She's like, Cuomo didn't go the way I thought it would. Luca, her son, is there. And they're like, did you have fun with Travi? Did you have fun with Travi? And Luca's like, no, he, I didn't have fun with Travi. He, and then they all have a tickle fight. Then we cut to a place called V. Veganic, veganic, veganic nails, vegan, vegan nails. So, okay, not important. Dr. Jen is with her daughter, Cece, age of nine. Cece wants sparkly nails. Dr. Jen says, what nails should I get? And Cece goes, double black. It goes with your personality. Bam! From the mouth of babes, you guys. Kids say the darndest thing. Cece said her mom has a double black personality. Dr. Jen goes, well, I missed you too. What did you guys do? And she goes, why we wake up and we eat breakfast? <laughs> you know, this is a, this kid's a real live wire. I like this kid actually. Um, she lets us know once again, she feels guilty. Like she's missing out on their childhood. And she's like, if I have any free time, I want to do it with my children. I potentially shouldn't have gone to Cabo. Um, she's like, are you looking forward to school, Cece? She's like, I'm not looking forward to school. And she's like, why? School is fun. And she's like, you're a doctor. You have to say it's fun. <laughs> and Dr. Jen's like, you're a leader, Cece. You think outside the box is a perfect combination for doing anything in your life. Very supportive parent, by the way. Very, very intense at the nail salon, though. Cece, we find out, Cece was actually named Vera, which I can understand why Cece changed it. But Cece changed her name when she was one and a half years old, she was like, I will now be called Cece. And she's like, no, Cece. And she pointed at herself, which is like, damn. But also like parents just like rolled over on that one. You'd be like, no, your damn name is Vera. I'm the one that cr- I, I brought you into this world. Your name's Vera. But the fact that they're like, no, Cece. Like, and then I was like, I called my parents like, can I change my name at this point? Like, what if I was like, no, Brian with a B, Brian. If you guys could rechange your name, what would you change it to? I think I would also might do Randy because Randy as a name always makes me laugh. Like I always think that's Randy is the per. And by the way, I'm so sorry if there's a lot of Randys listening, but Randy to me is like the perfect comedic name. Like you just always just want to laugh. You're like, hey, my friend Randy. <laughs> you know, it's just if you have a friend in your life named Randy, come on, you got to smile every time you hear Randy. Like it's uh. Randy's going to the bar to get us some drinks. Like, and then like, if you like a Randy's hitting on you, what's your name? Randy. What's your, (laughs) what's your, hi, I'm Randy. What's your name? (laughs) Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Chastity. What's your name? 
Randolph. <laughs> Randy. Hi, I'm Randy. I'm Randy Bailey. Hi. That's a beautiful name. Well, thank you. My, uh, it's my dad's first family. He named his son Randy. And <laughs> Okay. So anyways, so this girl, Vera, I should just call Cece Vera. If I ever meet Cece in real life, I'm like, what's up, Vera? Um, so Dr. Jen's like, okay, Cece, we've really rotated through some nannies. So what did you think of Caitlin? And she's like, I think she's like a mother. <laughs> she's a great mother for the boys. <laughs> Cece says, um, she keeps them calm and that's their mother. Like Cece's like, really like, we don't have a mother. We have Caitlin. And uh, I so badly wanted it to be Caitlyn Jenner. Like, what's up, Cece? <laughs> yeah, baby, it's me, Caitlyn. <laughs> we do activities. I make sure you eat a breakfast. We do the slaloms. Uh, it's me, Caitlyn. Come on. But it was this girl they show. This girl we saw her in the first episode. So, uh... Dr. Jen says, you know, my fear is that working these long hours, they're going to resent me later in life. Listen, if you didn't work the long hour, it, it, it's, they're going to resent you no matter what, I think, at some point. But then they'll come back. Uh, we cut to, and by the way, this is an episode where they really hit you over the head with weird walking couples on the beach. They're just like random. Like I saw one, they're like, like way too close. And I was like, are we going to get into their lives? Like it was too close of a shot on them where I was like, should I know these people? And then it was just like extras in the background walking on the beach. But I was like, it was such a tight shot that I was like, should I know their names? Are they characters? So we cut to Heather. She's at a place called the winery. She's meeting up with Gina. Gina comes in. Uh, Gina's pretty and pink, pink from head to toe. And she's like, oh, I'm trying to ride out the end of the summer. So I'm wearing hot pink. And, uh, Heather's like, not me. We came back and it was go, go, go with the kids. School started yesterday and we took our Nikki, our, our, our Nikki to look at college, uh, Syracuse. He's applying to other schools like it though. Um, Gina, we find out went to Hofstra, you know, one semester at university of Albany before that. But uh, Syracuse is fun. And, and Heather goes, hey, we're going to New York. You should go with us. And she's like, I would love to do that. Oh, my goodness. Um, and then Heather's like, yeah, we can pop into the city, go to Long Island, you know, have some fun. Heather says it's easy to be with Gina. She's authentic and open, and we don't have to worry about fear of retribution, which is... I love, that's pretty much Heather's way of saying, she will do her, what I tell her to do. And it's really nice. It's really nice. So um, uh, Heather's going to New York with Gina. And Gina's like, hopefully it'll be less stressful than Cabo. And Gina's like, oh, I can't, Heather. I was really disappointed with Noella for her to take that situation with you guys in the card game and said I betrayed her. I don't like when people question my character. What have I done to give you any indication that I would flip on you? Come on. And she's like, I don't do crazy in my life. You know, I guess I'm not a supportive person that I thought I was, you know. I was like, I got you girls and got you girl. And 10 minutes later, it's like, where's the exit? Come on. No, thank you, Noella. And Gina says, finally, 
I can't support someone who doesn't trust me. And you just tell Heather is like eating it up like a pig and shit. She's like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, my precious. So new scene, John Jensen, who is Shannon's boyfriend. We're, John got a boat, you guys. I'm very happy. John, wow, he's really doing it. He got a boat. And uh, Shannon is hosting a thing called Shanny Hanna's <laughs> because she likes Benny Hanna's. So she hosted a guy to come like flip little foods into people's mouths and stuff like they do at Benihana's. My niece loves a Benihana moment, but it's not called Benihana in Gilbert, Arizona. It's called something else, but it's the same thing. And I got to tell you, those guys with the little spat metal spatulas, they even make me happy. And then I get really happy if they get the shrimp in my mouth. I'm like, oh, like I almost feel like an athlete. Like, look at me. If fucking I move my like, it's part him, but it's part me. Like I moved my mouth exactly where that shrimp was. And then they'll do this thing where they'll put like, like um, some kind of alcohol in a bottle and they'll spray it in your mouth. They're like, ah, like, keep going, keep going. It's a really fun time for the whole family. So that's what we're doing at Shannon's. And so John Jensen got a 30 foot boat, boat, I get, I guess. And Heather and Terry are coming over, you guys. Um, Emily and Shane are coming over. Uh, so it's like a nice little crew. And Shannon lets us know that fun Shannon sees a life of living on the water, really. This is her future. Shannon is destined for the sea. So Heather and Terry show up, and Terry, Terry being Mr. Eddie Haskell, he's like, what a cool place. Look at this, John. What a cool place. He says it twice in this. He's like, wow, what a cool place. You can see the water right there. I love Terry. By the way, I... I say it in a joking way, but also I love people that are overly enthused. You guys know, I love people that are overly like, what a cool place. Like, what? It, what it, it's way better than like, fuck this place. Like, I mean, but it is funny because Terry's just such, there's like this ass kissy element. And there's also, it's kind of even extra silly because Terry has like 30 of John Jansen's houses in his house and we all know it. So that's why it's funny. Like, cool. Oh my God. I've always dreamed about living in a tiny shoebox near the water. Oh my God. Heather's like, how gorgeous. What a cool place. Uh, Emily and Shane come up and John goes, Hey, let's get going. Let's get going. Let's not even, let's make drinks on the boat. Let's get going. The boat is called the Rever Reverie Re Re Reverie. And Heather goes, are you going to name it the Shannon? And he goes, no, <laughs> like immediately. He's like, no, never. Nope. It's Reverie. Um, John says, I'd like a champagne. And Heather goes, me too. And Shannon's like, I'm doing tequila. We know Shannon. Um, we find out some fascinating information about Shannon's past. She grew up on the water. Her mom had a 67-foot sailboat that they docked over uh, near Balboa. And when, since the age of six, we see little Shannon uh, in the past, little, little Shannon Bedore, little, little fun Shannon, um, on a boat, you know, at various ages. And every weekend, go to Balboa, go sailing. And John's an avid boater as well, and it's something we can share together, Shannon says. Shannon pulls up anchor, which is like, now I need to see Shannon on below deck. Can you imagine just getting Shannon hammered and, like, Captain Lee be like, I need you to put your top back on. Hey, I don't care if you are fun, Shannon. I'm not fun, Captain Lee. Put your top back on now. You got vomit all over your boobs. I need you to go to bed right now. No, I'm fun, Shannon. Uh, Shannon says, oh, no, Shane. Shane goes, Shane goes, are we going on a three-hour tour? Which is a Gilligan's Island, folks. A Gilligan, 
Gilligan's Island joke, folks. Uh, there was a show, Gilligan's Island, for all you kids out there. It was always on TV in Kansas on, like, Saturdays. Like, you know, they would have reruns of it. And basically they were, they were like, on a three-hour tour. And then the boat, like, sailed them away to some, like, island. And they got, you know, whatever. But anyways, Shane's making a lame-ass joke about that. And nobody laughs. And I was kind of just... Like, oh, she's got Shane. Ugh. So we're sailing, folks. And Shannon, Shannon's on, Shannon gets to the front of the bridge, like Kate Winslet in Titanic. And she's just like, she's like standing there. She's like a really, she's a boat lady. Everybody's like really impressed. I'm even impressed. She's like hopping around the boat. She's like, you know, and I'm just like, damn, I thought she's going to fall into the water or something, but she's doing really good. And Emily, Emily says, uh, Wow, I love this Barbie confidence Shannon has. Shannon's showing off. I like it. John says, uh, hey, get the boat line under control. We need defenders in. John's like being really stern, bossing around Shannon with the boat orders. The American flag is blowing in Emily's face. I thought that was like a little beautiful moment. Um, and then then my favorite, Terry. Terry goes, look at all us schlups. We got these three girls right here. Like, like, like he's saying like, how did us knuckleheads get three hot ladies? And uh, and he goes, how beautiful. I'm happy that you ladies made some bad decisions. <laughs> He's such a little askus. How did you ladies hook up with small wiener guys like us? Huh? <laughs> I know I'm not backing Shane. We got Shane's got to have a three incher. And John, who even knows with John, right? <laughs> Thank you, ladies, for being so dumb. So dumb. If I didn't have money, Heather probably wouldn't be with me. <laughs> so we come back from the boat trip and Mac Noodles, Hibachi Grill is there, and they are ready to party. He lets us know there's all-natural organic shrimp, uh, steak, sh- chicken, all the all the things. And John goes, I'd like to make a sake toast. Let's. Uh, and then he goes, pick up your Coke, John. Because remember, uh, pick up your Coke, Shane. Shane doesn't drink. John's like, John's like kind of, comes off really gruff. Like when you hear him speak, he's like, sake toast. Everybody pick up their drink. Shane, pick up your Coke. And uh, Willie Noodles is uh, the brother. So it's like two noodle, Mac Noodles and Willie Noodles. I, I thought it was just the name of the restaurant, but I guess they're real brothers. And Terry's like, did you have different dads? What's going on here, Noodle Brothers? And they're like, yeah, different dads. And Terry goes, I have a half brother like you guys. Like Terry's like trying to, everybody's like getting deep all of a sudden at this dinner. And uh, John says, Terry, get this. I'm a junior, John Jensen Jr., but I was rejected by my dad. He disowned me. And he, with his third wife, had sons. And he named, she, you not guys, he goes, he named one of them John. He named, this is so bad. He goes, he named one of them John Jansen. Because <laughs> his name's John Jansen. He named one of my son. He named one of his new sons John Jansen. And he told, he told my sister, I'm ashamed of your brother. I disown him. I'm like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Like, I was like, what is going on? John's been, this is his second season. I'm just finding out about this. And he goes, he told my sister to tell me to change my name. And I didn't do anything. Could you imagine your dad gets remarried? And Nate, like if my dad got remarried and had a son, and at this age, it would also just be truly insane for so many reasons. But then he's like, I named him Ryan. Like that would be so fucked up. And Shannon and I talking to Ed says, well, they had they had a contentious relationship in college and John just stood up to him and then he was disowned. 
But instead of looking at the horrible things, John looks at the positive. But I guess, I guess, but like John always comes off like kind of like pissy. Like, you know, it's like, oh, huh. And also I want to know what the contentious, like what, what happened? Like there must be something huge that happened for somebody to name. And we got to, we got to track down the other John Jansen. We got to track down this other John Jansen and say, what, what, hey, what, from your side of the story, what's it like being the cooler John Jansen? And so this is, so I'm like, I'm just, I'm slack jawed. Like I, I loved this scene. Like I was like, no, like this is so good for character development. And then Terry goes, John, I had a stepfather, but he was not so supportive of me either. He didn't care about me. He was an asshole. And that is the reason that I'm a success today because of that adversity. So we're getting like deep. I'm like, and I was like, why weren't my parents assholes to me? I'd be so much further in life. And then Emily goes, yep. I as well had dad issues. I'm very driven because my dad wasn't around as well. My parents got divorced at six. Now I think he's a really cool dad, but uh, what drove me in college and law school was needed to prove that I was worthy. And everybody's like, 100%. And I'm like, come on, more dad stuff. Like Mac Noodles is like, my dad. Um, And uh, she's like, always looking for the approval. And now I'm a middle-aged woman and that feeling of success has to come from me, not other people. So we realize Emily really shook some shit up in that sweat lodge. Uh, she does bring up the sweat lodge right here. And she's like, yeah, I felt like it was a release. I couldn't stop crying. And it taught me that I have to deal with the present now. And I just wrote this was like a deep talk and I kind of dug it. I really dug it. So new scene there at the quiet woman, quiet woman, of course, where the iconic scene that Shannon was like, that's not my fucking plate to Kelly Dodd. And then Kelly Dodd blew on the front door. Really iconic scene. I've been to the quiet woman. I've told you guys this story before, and I have actually been to the quiet woman with Emily and Gina and Danny Pellegrino and Kate Casey years ago. It was like the weirdest night of my life. And I wasn't drinking. I was like dieting. And I pissed Shannon Bedore off because Shannon walked in and we were with Emily and Gina and Emily and Gina were like, oh my God, Shannon's here. She hates us. And they, you know, they just told us like how Shannon was so mean to them. And then Shannon like looked over and she's like, oh fuck, look at who. And then I was filming it, like kind of trying to secretly filmed it. And she clocked me. She was like, hey, hey, it was really scary. I should go find that footage. I wonder if that's funny to watch still, but I was like, oh my God, like she put the feet, like, you know, like that look like your mom gives you where you're like, oh no, that was the look Shannon gave me. And I was like, I was like, oops, she, she knew exactly what I was doing, man. She knew the paparazzi was right there. So, uh, Shannon is with Emily and the manager, you know, Shannon's just like, it's like her cheers, the quiet woman. Everybody knows her name. The manager's like, Shannon, this time you get a paper plate. We're not going to give you a real dish because of that last time with Kelly Dodd when you broke the plate. It was so embarrassing for everybody. And Shannon goes, Shannon goes, great, Bobby. Can I get a weak Anejo and uh, tequila and, and lime? And Emily's like, a weak Anejo? And he's like, she's like, these quiet women drinks. You get a couple, you'll be under the table. And it just it's just so funny. Shannon's experience with drinking is just very interesting. It's always something to keep an eye out. And Shannon goes, last night was so fun, a lot of fun on the boat. And Emily said, yeah, 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 it was, it was a lot of fun. And Shannon's like, how are you and Noella? And Emily goes, well, me and Noella, two days ago, we walked around the beach and ate some food. And 
Shannon's goes, good, good. And, and we see a flashback of that scene. And Noelle is like, I just want to have fun. I just really want to have fun right now. I just want to have fun. And Emily's like, in that scene, she's like, I'm having a game night at my house. And Noelle's like, great. And then Noella walks up in this scene at The Quiet Woman with Shannon and Emily. And, and Noelle's like, looking gorgeous, ladies. <laughs> looking gorgeous. Already creeping me out. And Noella goes, I'd like an espresso martini. I'm having one of those days where you need an espresso martini. Shannon's like, Bobby, can we get an espresso martini for Noella? And Noella says, last night was a lot. And uh, she's like, what? And, and Noella's like, Gina doesn't respond to my phone calls or my texts anymore. And Emily's like, well, if the two of you talk, I think you guys would be in a good place. And Noella's like, a hundred even, a hundred percent good place. In a talking head, Noella goes, we went really deep, really fast. And it's hard just to end the conversation. It hurts. And Emily says, uh, Emily always just bringing up the weird thing to bring up, but like, great, it's good. Emily says, Dr. Jen told me that you and your husband, you gave him a gift of a stack of vaginas. <laughs> and Noella's like, yeah, yeah, I'll show you the picture later. It's very cool. And Shannon's like, well, sh Shannon's like combusting. She's like, what, what, a stack of it? What did, 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 or, uh, 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 beep, boop, pop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Did, 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 did he walk up a ladder? <laughs> and then she's like, how many vaginas does it even take to make a stack? Shannon Bedore always asking the tough questions. And then Shannon goes, well, does it bother you that Dr. Jen would bring that up in disgust to Emily? And Noelle's like, absolutely. Why don't we talk? about her nonsense of a marriage. She's so quick to talk, you know. Let's talk about the girls you've kissed or haven't kissed or the stack of vaginas you have or haven't. She literally says there's a stack of vaginas. Dr. Jen, let's talk about why you don't have a stack of vaginas. Why? It's so dumb. Noella and I talking to her says, of course she's going to go after me because she's not an interesting person. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Jen, we get a Dr. Jen talking head right here. And she's like, yeah, within the first 15 minutes of meeting Noella, I hear about her wedding present. She gave her husband a stack of vaginas. She showed me a pic on the first meeting. Then we go back to Noella and Noella goes, it was for a birthday. So she didn't even have her facts straight. It wasn't a wedding present. It was a birthday. And, uh, you know, she's, uh, just, it's just wild logic. Um, and Noella goes, I'm very happy to share my stack of vaginas to anyone who wants to see. Just come in peace. And Emily goes, I'll, I'll see. I want to see. And Shannon goes, do I have my, I, I do have my readers up. <laughs> I know about readers because of my parents and now they're encouraging me to get some. But she's like, I do have my re my readers up. They help me read, but they also help me see stacks of vaginas, the JJs. Oh, okay. And Emily goes, it is a stack. And Shannon's like, oh my God, it really is a stack. And we see a little clip of the picture and it literally is three women with black lingerie garter belts on laying on top of each other. And it's vertical. And they're like, you all, I was like, you all saw my vagina now. You saw my vagina. And uh, the manager even sees it and shakes his head and, uh, 
you know, she's like, guess which one I am? Guess which vagina I am? Guess which one? And Shannon's like, you're on the bottom. And she's like, oh, I got, I won. Fun, Shannon. Guess which vagina Noella's was? It was on the bottom. What a good group of girlfriends we are. Vagina stacking. We cut to Dr. Jen's house. She's opening a champagne bottle. Heather comes over. We know that was a clue by the champagne bottle. Uh, Dr. Jen's in a very sexy satin blue PJ number set. I gotta say, I, like I said, I think Dr. Jen's cute. I do. Um, then Heather Dubro walks in, being Heather Dubro. You guys, she brings two huge pineapples. And then she brings this thing, you guys, that cuts the pine, like she cuts the pineapple. She sticks it in and then swirls it. And it makes pineapple slices, and then it takes out the pineapple slices, and then you can pour the champagne into the pineapple, which is now like a, a holder for for champagne. And and she's leaving this with Dr. Jen. She's like, you can keep this. I got this for you. Like, Heather, like, went out and got these pineapple things, and, like, so now she's having pineapple champagne, which actually kind of sounded cool. I was like, damn, I love that. Um, Heather even brought ice, you guys. And Heather has like multiple different ice machines at her place, she said. So anyway, I'm just, I was blown away. I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like, uh, so the kids and Ryan, we find out, went to an end of summer dinner before school that Dr. Jen was excluded from, which sounds so bizarre. And he's like, well, he said, you know, it's not like you're going to change your plans, you know? And, and she's like, yeah, but it would have been nice to be invited, which is just wild. And she lets Heather know, yesterday I started crying and Ryan can't handle when I cry, but he... Then after that gave me two hours of compliments and that was nice. And, you know, we're just not the couple we were when we first met right now. It's hard to even have a conversation of how was your day, which by the way, two hours of compliments is hard on anybody, but it does seem, I, I can see it from both sides, but I also think Ryan's, I see it more from Dr. Jen's side, even though, I mean, listen, Dr. Jen has a lot of responsibility and stuff. And I think she's very sad that she does not get to raise her kids. And she just knows there's not a way for that ha to happen. And Ryan obviously is, but Ryan just really kind of is very dismissive of Dr. Jen. And she does seem very emotional, which I, I understand. So I don't know. It just, it's very weird. It's very weird. They even chose to come on this show because it would just exacerbate these problems. Um, She's like, he raised the kids and I did the business, but he said, he told me I'm a 40 year old man and I have the kids. And she's like, I want the tools to make it better. And Heather says, Dr. Jen is all in on her career, but she has to fight as hard for the relationship. You have to go to the therapist or do the stuff you already do, but you gotta be appreciative. It took Terry a very long time to finally prioritize a family. You know, that it's not just dollars and cents. It's not just a bunch of zeros. It's just more money. Who cares about that? Um, but we saw those seasons with Terry when he got yelled at for just not being there. So I don't know. And Dr. Jen's like, yeah, why am I doing any of this? What am I doing it for? Um, and Heather's like, you can't ignore your relationship. But at the end of the day, if you fight, it's worth it. And love it. I love that message. Cheers. New scene. Emily's house. We're having the big Emily game night, you guys. Emily Simpson game night. It's ex it, We find out it's an excuse to drink and be silly with the girls. And instead of playing six-year-old games, we're playing six-year-old games at 46 years old. Noella comes in. Gina comes in. Noella says, I have a lot of respect for Gina, and I don't want there to be bad blood between us. Noella says, I'm wearing leopard, Gina. I thought you would like it. Because it's a Jersey vibe. And Gina on a talking head says, I'm not from Jersey. What? 
Fun Shannon comes in. She has a headband on, so you know it's Fun Shannon. Um, there's a lot of liquor there. Shannon came to play. Uh, I gotta say, I, I think I might be sick. I liked Shannon this episode. And the girls are like, we're still reeling from the fireball shot we did the other day. And they showed them taking a fireball shot and Shan going, it's big red gum. It's big red gum. Fireball tastes like. Um, so we immediately like, oh, it, they start talking about the vagina stack again. And Emily goes, she showed me the pick. And Gina says, that's, uh, that's a, you know, who, uh, that's a porn. It doesn't really happen in real life. Who does that? Well, I guess, I guess Noella does it. And Emily says, if anyone says the word, word vagina tonight, you have to do a shot. And unfortunately, three people lost their lives that night. No. Um, so the first game, and they hired somebody to do the game, some blonde lady. And the first game is suck and blow. You have to transfer M&Ms with like a straw to the other side. Somebody yells vagina. They all do a shot. The game two is stick it in where they're butt fucking toilet paper rolls. It's very weird. It's they're all having a good time as long as they're having a good time. That's my motto with these shows. Game three, it's roll it out. They have to find to be the fastest to unravel their roll of toilet paper. Some blonde wins like some friend. Like, I don't even know who the blonde was. She's there all of a sudden. Somebody yells vagina. We do another shot. And uh, Noelle and I talking to it says, it wouldn't be the first time a bunch of vaginas got me drunk. Thank you, Noella. It's a great talking head moment. Noella is then now showing the stack of vaginas again. And she was like, it was a sexual fantasy. It was my birthday present. So now it went from Dr. Jen saying it was a wedding gift to then Noella earlier said it was a gift for her husband. And now she's saying it was her sexual fantasy and it was her birthday gift. I just want to know what it, I mean, like, literally, I, I would like to know a little bit more. Um, and it says, Gina, you, you, Noella's like, Gina, you hurt my feelings. Uh, no, Gina says to Noella, you hurt my feelings. We didn't have the conversation about the pussy. And so they go outside to talk and they're like, let's just talk now. Let's get it over with. And Gina's like, it bothered me that you didn't say you did, you, that you said you didn't trust me. And Noella's like, well, you told me to listen. And she's like, Gina, did you notice I made more eye contact with you that night than Heather? Which is like the creepiest thing. Like, why would you admit that? Like, okay. Yeah. And uh, Gina's like, yeah, I did notice. It was like you were so mad at me. And she's like, I felt betrayed. And Gina goes, right. What did I do to betray you? And she's like, Noella goes, look at my life. Which is very Erica Jane. Like, look at me. Look at my life. So Noella is one of those, look at my life. And Gina says, I'm not comfortable with a friendship that I, I, I don't understand. I want off the crazy plane. You know, you're emotional if you're anything right now. Like, I understand you're going through a thing in life. I, you know, I can take, let's take a step back and we can build a normal friendship. I need to have my feelings heard even if you're having a hard time, which I love. That's like very, that's a very, uh... I think that's very evolved way of thinking. I was very happy that Gina said that very clearly. So a new scene where with Dr. Jen, uh, this is the final scene of the episode. Uh, Dr. Jen, Cece, the younger kid is there uh, with the other kids. And they're like, you're not allowed to drink wine, mommy. Okay, please take her to jail. Cece, 
you better watch it, CC. You got a mouth on you. Um, and so Dr. Jen says, I'm the, um, I'm the parent. You're the child. I can drink if I want to. Now tell me about your first day at school. And Vince, her child, loves the cafeteria. Uh, she lets us know that she's the fun parent when I'm here and Ryan is the strict ones. So, uh, you know, I'm like the annoying ex-husband, she says. And uh, so she talks to Ryan. She's like, how was your day, Ryan? And she's like, he's like, big first day. Everyone comes into school. All the parents come in just to ease them into that first day. And Dr. Jen's like, yeah, ease them into their nice plush private school. And he goes, it's nice and mellow. I like that. And she goes, I'm teasing. And which is always bad. You know you're in for a fight when somebody's like, I do like that. And they're like, whoa, I'm teasing. Like, it's already just, you're already, I, yeah, very triggering for me. And he goes, yeah, okay, but they're doing well. The kids are doing well. And she's like, yeah, they seem happy. They seem happy. And he's like, how was your day? She's like, well, I was up until 3 a.m. opening Calabasas. Not an easy job. She's almost crying here already. So out of the gate, you're like, fuck. And Ryan has the little dog, the little cute dog, Mr. Puppers or whatever the dog's name is. And Ryan's like playing with it while she's, you know, trying to say she's been crying. And she's like, you know what I really want? It's kind of like what my dad gave me. And just say, you did a really good job. I want you to be proud of me. And he goes, I'm really proud of you. You're doing great. <laughs> and she goes, I love that you say that. I appreciate that. But I want you to understand. But can you you try to understand what that all actually means and validate that and then say you're proud of me after you've thought about it? You know, not just generally, you know, see what that means. Can you try that right now? Which is already, I'm just like, this is just done. Like, you're, you're like, let's play, let's play a game. Let's imagine my day. Can you do that with me right now? And then like, tell me, how, like, it's just bad news all the way around. And he goes, okay, um, that's a challenging day right now, you know. You have to uh, see the patients. Sure, okay, that's tough. And then, uh, you know, dealing with new staff, that 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 uh, can't be fun, you know. And you did great. You did great. You came home. You saw the gang. You did it all. <laughs> it's just so blasé. And he, she goes, yes, thank you. And he goes, you're welcome. And then he's just playing with the dog the whole time. Just playing, just looking at the dog, playing with the dog. And she goes, you seem to be paying a lot of attention to him, Mr. Puppers. And I want to bond with you. Do you want to put away Mr. Puppers and put him with the kids? And he goes, not really. And she goes, can you just do it? And he goes, yeah, I hear you. Yes. And in a talking head, Dr. Jen goes, Ryan and I are completely misunderstanding each other. No shit. Ryan in a talking head, first talking head for Ryan goes, you know, I'm here to communicate with her, but she has to go, go, go. And then Ryan goes, can we not talk about this? You know, we'll do this. We'll do this another time. And she's like, you're shutting down. And he goes, I would just rather not do it right now. I would just, thank you. I would just rather not because, you know, he's, the cameras are there. You can tell he's just like, and he goes, cause I would rather not. Cause she's like, no, cause I would rather not. And he goes, that's the final answer. So I'm going to go take a break. That's enough. And he gets up and he goes inside and Dr. Jen follows him in. So like Kirk, the concrete, like Kirk, Kirk, Kirk. and Dr. Jen says, Hey, why don't we try that again? And he goes, it's a hard no. Is that no? Is that okay? It's a hard no. And he goes, ask me again. I'll go walk away. Please respect that. She goes, come on, talk. No, if you're not going to quit, I will take a walk. And then he just leaves. So that's the runaway husband, you guys. End of show. Next time 
we get um, Heather's daughter, one of her daughters saying, I'm thinking about taking down my lesbian flag on TikTok because I get comments. And Dr. And, and Heather's like, you can comment on TikTok? And then Dr. Jen uh, saying something like, do you get jealous of Gina and Heather? And Shannon's like, I get jealous of their relationship. Uh, we also say we get a scene where Dr. Jen's like, Ryan packed his bags last, last night and left. And then Noella's at a dinner table talking about her divorce. And Emily goes, it's all you talk about. What are you talking about? It's all you talk about is divorce. I love Emily. So that is that, you guys. We did it. We got another episode in this week. What is that? What, where, 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 are we, where are we at, folks? We're an hour and 50. That's a damn fine episode. That is a damn fine episode. You got a big one. You, you got a supersized episode of So Bad It's Good. I think I'll probably re- be releasing a Summer House recap tomorrow as well. So just subscribe, my loves. Subscribe. Let's get this going. Let's get back on the road. I feel pretty good right now, right? My voice is a little raspy and my face feels like a thousand tiny pinpricks. But other than that, I think I'm doing good. Thank you so much for your patience with me as always. Thank you for allowing me to do this. I hope you got some laughs out of today and I will talk to you tomorrow. Um, (laughs) Signing off. (laughs) Bye, guys. Oh, wait, I'm back. I wanted to do the thing that I do on Fridays. If I don't talk to you again tomorrow, I wanted to say have the best weekend ever. Uh, watch some cool shit, hang out with friends, family, a loved one, maybe try to kiss somebody, maybe go dance with somebody, maybe, uh, see the sun or the snow, uh, eat something really, really bad for you and then eat something good for you and maybe have a glass of wine or water or, uh, any kind of carbonated beverage, uh, listen to your favorite song 10 times in a row, uh, reach out to the friends that you haven't talked to in a while and just do all the amazing stuff that we actually have the ability to do right now. Uh, And please be safe and uh, do not touch your face because you'll get a staph infection. Bye guys. Betches.